0: Like how drunk were you? Like two drinks, uh, like five drinks, like ten drinks. Just a
1: few. I was I was tipsy. <laughs> I could stand without like falling over.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, to get like out of your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That's so interesting. Wait. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Darren Levy. I'm your host and today's guest is an Olympic Diver. Brittany O'Brien represented Australia for the 10 metre platform event at the 2016 Olympic Games. She's the real deal. Something that I love about the day and age that we live in is you and I have direct access to athletes and top performers purely through social media. I learned about Brittany through TikTok. She showed up on my For You page and she documents her diving experiences and loves a bit of banter. Now, for those of you who don't understand how diving actually works, cause there are some intricacies involved with the sport. I didn't really understand it either, but I got you covered. Enjoy. Can you explain diving to me like I'm eight years old?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, lots of of flips and stuff. Okay, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. And you have, like, five... Between five to seven judges. Okay. And then the top, like, one or two and the bottom one or two scores get knocked off. So, you take the middle three scores. And then you add them and you multiply them by the difficulty rating of that dive. So, every dive has, like... Like, say, it's, like, 3.2 difficulty. So, you times it by that. So, obviously, you want... High difficulty, but, like, high execution. Okay. So it's a bit of a, like, risk. Got um, you, got you. Yeah, and then, like, women do five dives, and you have to have, like, five different groups. So, like, a front, back, reverse, twist, or whatever. Um, and then men have like, six dives. So, yeah.
0: Okay. And now, like, I'm five years old. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, does it does it bother you that like there's a difference between like the guys and girls with that? Because it's it it literally would make no difference because you would do hundreds of dives a day.
1: Oh, I'm glad because when I was doing platform, I couldn't do the handstand one. Okay. Um, and if I was a dude, like I have to, I would have had to do the handstand one. So mm. I'm I'm lucky.
0: So it's not like you can actually just like specialize in one type of dive and become yeah. like the best in the world at that. You actually have to have a like, quite a broad range of abilities. Yeah. Take a moment for a second to think back to when you were 18 years old, your final year of high school. Can you imagine going to the Olympics at that age? Because, like, as an 18-year-old, I cannot imagine.
1: Like, it was definitely, like, weird getting all the attention and stuff because I'd never really... I mean, I was kind of a loser in school. <laughs> Do you reckon? I was, like, a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Um, and so it was very different, like, when people started to sort of talk to me and stuff Mm. um but the actual olympics like it's very much a blur i feel like i don't really remember okay okay um and like even competing i don't think i was that nervous which is so strange because i get super nervous for like other events but Mm. um I was, like, playing Candy Crush during my event. <laughs> I almost missed one of my dives because I was, like, playing Candy
0: Crush. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah. That is um, – that's incredible. Like, but, that, you must have been so relaxed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that helped. <laughs> but, well, the event was, like, three, four hours long. Coming home was a bit – it was, like, such a high and, then like, such a kind of low. Mm. Um, mm. And then also, like, right before the Olympics, I was having a freaking terrible time. Why? Um, I was just gone through some – some shit. Okay. So it's just like one of the like lowest points of my life. And then like a few days later, they're like, "Oh hey," because it was obviously a late call. I don't know
0: yeah, actually, so, so I read up on it. Can you can you explain what what, yeah. um, what happened?
1: Well, so I came I came second overall at the trials. Okay. Um, and they generally take like top two, but the girl who was coming second the entire time, like dis I think she dislocated her shoulder okay. or something, like mid event. Um, and they ended up, like, just picking her instead because she's, like, the 2012 silver medalist. She's right. bloody good. Um, but, yeah, she didn't recover in time. So, like, a week before, they called me and were like, hey, well, <laughs> want <more> to go. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> wow.
0: Um, wow, literally a week before.
1: Yeah. And I think that also helped with, like, the nerves because I didn't really have that time to, like, build it up. I was just, like, there. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm here. Like, I can't, mm. there's no pressure, really. Mm. Um
0: Yeah, that's true. It's almost like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But it's not like a. It's not like, for example, like a boxing match where you have to condition your body to get to a certain point, is it? Or. Definitely do. Well, like, uh, yeah. Okay.
1: If I, I mean, it's not. Now I'm doing springboard, not platform, which is a bit of a different event. So it's not. I don't think it's quite as important. But on platform, when you're doing ten meter, you're hitting the water at sixty k's an hour. So any like extra kind of weight. Um, Like, I'd put on a couple kilos and I'd get injured straight away. Really? Yeah. And then also, like, when you're landing in the water, like, if you're slightly heavier, like, it's just harder to get that angle. Wow. So, like, I was diving my best when I was, like, very skinny, which it's quite hard to get back to that weight. I actually had to quit platform um, because of, like, I, like, lost one of my dives um, in my like i had the physical ability to do it but Hmm. like i would stand there and i just couldn't move
0: this is related to the 2020 tokyo
1: yes oh well yeah i mean i didn't do the trials i don't know if i would have got in but yeah
0: there's a phenomenon in sport commonly referred to as the yips it's when an athlete has performed an action thousands of times it's a fully developed skill but they suddenly are unable to access that muscle memory and It's it's crippling. This fascinates me because in Britney's case, she had performed a particular dive from the ten meter platform thousands of times until one day she just suddenly couldn't do it. And I remember your TikToks like explaining it. Yeah. Um, but that was like at the time it was happening. Well, that was last year. I have you have you. I don't know. Like, figured out more of why that occurred, or is it?
1: This happened, it happened on the same dive, like, two year, two years ago, three years ago, mm. um, and I lost it for probably, like, five months or so, and then I actually went overseas to compete, and I was just, like, praying that I would, like, get it at the calm. and I didn't, so I had to pull out, um, and then I got home, back to Sydney, and I just did it one day, and then I was fine from then, like, I could do it for the next, like, two years, no problem. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Is it when you, when you like, just suddenly can't do it, is it, like, a certain part of the dive that you just can't access, like, the muscle memory to do it? Or is it you literally are standing there and if you were to jump, you'd just
1: belly flop? I would have just... I think I would have done the dive if I actually managed to, like, get off. Because I happened... Once it started happening on that dive, it started happening on a couple of other ones as well. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then even, like, some really, really basic ones, like, your basic, like, back dive, which is, like, the first thing you learn in diving. Mm. Um, But then once I, like, actually did one, I was completely fine. So, I don't... Something about... Because it was a twist one, it was something about overthinking, like, the twist, maybe. It's so weird. And I could do the um, dive on, like, the lower boards and stuff, but then as soon as I went up to do it on, like, the higher one, Mm. I just
0: couldn't go. So, it wasn't wasn't about, like, the height or anything? No. It It was just about uh getting up there and then planning what you're about to do in the next like three seconds before you hit the water yeah
1: I like I tried everything as well like I got hypnotized mm. one time um and that actually helped I
0: hypnotized just before you went up onto the platform yeah so I
1: well, yeah like a couple hours before um and like when I left I was like there's no way that worked like what a joke and then I like got to training and I like did the di- I did it on the five meter um, which was something that I like Struggling, but right
0: straight away, and I was like, yeah, "Help!" <laughs> and and was there any? Did you did you see like a therapist or any other like mental health professional to work through the? The jarring stuff in there, or nah, you just kind I of
1: probably should have, but
0: no. But you would also you also have like your diving coaches and
1: stuff that you yeah. talk to about it. And... I tried getting drunk one time to do it, and that didn't work. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it just made me emotional, and I started crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, how drunk were you? Like two drinks, uh, like five drinks, like ten drinks? Oh, just
1: a few. I was I was tipsy. <laughs> I could stand without like falling over.
0: Wow, um, wow, yeah, no, to get like out of your head a little Yeah, bit. that's so interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting, because I, I was reading through, like, the comments on the TikTok where you explained that. Mm. So and many
1: people could relate.
0: Yeah. Some people referred to it. I saw someone call it the yips, yeah. and you were like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I think, um, yeah. And it's a very common thing in sports where someone could have done the same action thousands, tens of thousands of times, but it just just one day. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon it could be related to like other stuff that's happening in your life at the time? So completely unrelated to that, but just like, I don't know, maybe, um, like for example, uh, my dog Polo passed away earlier this year and it was very sad and it's like the, the first time I've lost like a, uh, like I've never lost any like close family or anything like that. Um, and like I was sad, but it didn't really, I didn't think that it bothered any other Part of my life, but then, like two months later, I noticed that, like, when I saw not just dogs but just like animals in general, I would get kind of like
1: sad.
0: No, angry.
1: Oh, really?
0: Angry, and I started seeing a therapist earlier this year, and um, I brought this up with him, and he was like, "So there are different stages of uh, mourning the loss of someone or an animal or anything, and that anger." can come out sometimes directly related to you know the the person or the animal but it can also just come out in different parts of your life and then fuck man and then like we really psychoanalyze the shit out of me and like (laughs) all the stuff around childhood and all of this just like stuff that I would have never ever would have thought had anything to do with the passing of my dog (laughs) um yeah so it's like okay and it started to even affect like On the social side of like these types of interviews, where people would say things, and like I'm pretty like light with this, and it would trigger me and kind of just make me like annoyed, yeah. And then go home, journal, and kind of like really process through the thought. And it's like fuck. There's a good chance that's actually just related to the passing of my dog like four months ago, or yeah, the brain.
1: No, I definitely think that. Like, I think. I mean, it all started happening, I don't know about, like, the first time, but in this recent time, um, it was just after COVID, Eh. um, and I think I went from, like, pretty much nothing, no training, to, like, training full-time kind of thing, and I think also, last COVID, I, like, very much experienced life without diving for the first time, Eh. and I kind of loved it. Obviously, I love diving, but I just loved having energy for other stuff and, like, time. And I was able to put energy into my business and, like, friends and stuff. And then as soon as I went back to training, I just had no energy ever. And, like, everything just kind of fell apart, like, outside of diving. Um, And I think maybe, like, a part of me was, like, I don't want to do this.
0: Sure. Um, But that's terrifying. It's a terrifying thought. When you've put 10-plus years into into it right
1: yeah and then i think maybe that kind of came up in my dad and i was like you don't want to do it so like don't do it kind of thing um
0: is that why you changed from 10 meter to was it three, three meter or five
1: three meter now um which i love i actually love the i'm very inexperienced but um, it's so much more chill just it's a lot easier to train but a lot harder to compete than platform because you've got the added element of the bouncy Springboard,
0: and are there um, more people that are doing it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, there are, but like one rock movement, and you're like bouncing into the middle of the pool, so it's yeah, I feel
0: like most of your like TikTok fail videos are from like the best, yeah, of these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's interesting, man. Like, I, I uh, I find the When I think about my friends who most of my friends were like work in a pretty stereotypical like corporate role now. I'm 28, so they're all in like their like Like they've studied and everything but there were there were levels to like their and my but like success so first like when you're leaving school or whatever it's okay now Um, am gonna get like some sort of a degree and then for a lot of people once they got that degree they were like so happy for like a week and then they were miserable because yeah. it's like well now what and then and then I'm also noticing now like some of my friends are starting to have like families and kids and other people don't have partners so they're like miserable because they don't have like that thing that they've been looking forward to but then the people that like have it or some of them that have it once they've gotten it they're like okay shit now what do you think it could be around like you, you you made it to the Olympics and then to go to the Olympics twice or three times or however many times, like, that's great, but you, I'm guessing there would have been some lifelong goal to get to the Olympics, no?
1: Yeah, but again, as you said, like, I want more, like, I, yes, I've been to the Olympics, but, I don't know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you were just a replacement, like, you haven't actually right. made it, and you haven't, I didn't final, I made the semifinals, like, I could have done so much more. Right. Um, so there's always, like, more to do, but then also I'm like, shit, what am I doing outside of diving like i dropped out of uni i don't have any like i mean i don't really earn that much money at the moment like i don't know what i'm doing and like am i really gonna invest all of my time in this sport when it's so unpredictable
0: yeah.
1: um and then like if after it i mean i don't know you kind of retire and you're like sort of left with like not a whole
0: lot at so. what age do you retire um, and, um, diving, like, what's the lifespan of that?
1: It's pretty young. I think platforms generally younger because it's harder on your body. Mm. Um, but probably like the late 20s is like the oldest that you can kind of. Like, There's a couple like early 30s, but not many. Um, yeah, probably like 26, 27. i mm. uh, coming towards the end of my lifespan.
0: <laughs> does that, does that like fuck with your hair?
1: But, I don't know, I feel like I'd be okay without it. Um, But then also, like, I don't know, I felt that'd be a big part of me gone. So, like, a lot of people retire and then they end up coming back because I think they realise, like, I don't know, they don't really have anything else. (laughs) Sure. But Um,
0: you you do, like, you've... Yeah, I try to. You've diversified, like, really, really well. Yeah. At least in my opinion. I think, like with what you've obviously you've got a a business because britney trains twice a day it doesn't really leave time for full-time work let alone part-time work for that matter so she has a pretty brilliant jewelry brand called draco jewelry and with her tiktok following of over half a million people she regularly works with brands to promote products and events
1: i've just signed with an agency though Mm. um so that's i think gonna try and like take some stuff like stress of like trying to actually find collabs and stuff mm. um but like negotiate as well people don't like really, people didn't really take me seriously when i was just like doing it myself and i'd get very much like screwed over i think
0: brand deal wise yeah you know i've never done a brand deal really yeah it's like oh. i have this like romantic thing around it comes from like when i worked like this corporate job for three years i hated the fact that like you're only as valuable as, like, the, the the income. Like, you're extremely replaceable and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, like, if, if I was ever to do it... Um, or if I was ever to, like, have a business or, or, or earn an income without an employer, I really just don't want somebody to say, you get X amount of views, yeah. you, this is what you're worth. So whenever I, like, have some sort of interaction with the brand, I always, like... I want like a, like two, three times as much as what they're, yeah. they're offering, and I'm like, one day somebody, one day I'll be relevant <laughs> enough, and they'll just be like, okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but that's good because uh, you just stay authentic as well. Like I think a lot of people say brand deals, and they're like, oh, fuck, she's a sellout. <laughs> um, I think it's changing. I think yeah. people are becoming
0: a lot more understanding that, oh, okay, this is just part of yeah. the job. Do you like being recognised? streets like it definitely happens you have the following for it when someone's like oh my god like britney or if they're like oh my god the diver chick
1: (laughs) it does happen but not as often as like a lot of my friends even once you have like less followers Mm. i think a lot of my followers are from overseas as well Mm. um i like it i think i'd get pretty annoyed if it was like everywhere i went kind of thing okay but the amount i get is like good it's a bit of an ego boost (laughs) so you like being famous (laughs) <laughs> so no, it's, no, it's it's like when I'm with oh no, it was so embarrassing. I was with my boyfriend's family. Yeah. Um, I'm like I don't really know them very well. Okay. And they don't know that I do like TikTok and stuff. Yeah. No, I like dive. And we were getting ice cream, and these girls started like taking sneaky photos of me. Right.
0: Um, you saw what was happening? Did you? boyfriend's family see it happening?
1: No, I like whispered it to my boyfriend. Okay. And then he announced it at the table and they all like <laughs> turn around like, why are they taking photos of you? And I was like, oh like, TikTok and they're like, uh oh, like, can you explain? And I had to like show them my TikTok.
0: Are they like, that's fucking weird or no,
1: I, I think they were fine with it. Yeah. But no yeah, it was just a yeah, bit
0: awkward. But... it's weird. I'm like right? so I'm
1: very embarrassed at my TikTok.
0: Why? Like, I, don't, oh, I don't It's know. so fucking entertaining.
1: <laughs> I don't tell people that I do it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like people ask what I do for work, and I'm like, oh, I like I coach and I dive. That's it. Mm. I don't know.
0: I just, yeah. I, don't. I think it's something that's like, especially. So it's one thing if you're. I'm going to use myself as an example. It's one thing if you're like me and you're like, like I acknowledge that I don't really have any. Uh, like, talent. <laughs> I'm a good editor. I can have a conversation with people, but everybody talks, right? Mm. I, I don't have, like, a, a skill or... or a, Driving. Hey, look, you know... I
1: <laughs> only got in, like, nearly five accidents.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nobody will really see that side of it. But no, 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 like, I acknowledge that I don't really have, like, a, a, a skill that I've worked on for ten years or however many years. So I'm like, okay, if I want to actually do this full time I really have to work my ass off and I have to like content output and all this kind of stuff but when you have obviously like you have the the skill that you work on in your private life and then you're just kind of like showing parts of that those are the people and look this is a personal thing those are the people that I like to follow the most because it's it's yes they have they're making like a profile online because that's just something that we do in 2021 but they also have like this skill and I think um I think it's so cool. I think, I, like, I genuinely... I'm not saying this to pump your tyres. I think it's <laughs> something you should be so proud of.
1: What you are saying before about, like, how having sort of, like, a talent, I guess, yeah. like, helps. I mean, I feel like I don't do... I don't really put that much effort into social media. Like, I just post what I do, and then it just happens to, like, do well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so helpful, because I'm so lazy. Um. <laughs> that's not
0: normal. <laughs> like, that's, that's because you're, like, you're interesting, right?
1: I hope so. Um... So yeah, that, that definitely helps a lot. More. Mm. Yeah, my parents are a bit the same. I mean, they've sort of come around to it now, but at first, when I started like, making a bit of money from it, they were like, it's not sustainable, you need to go back to uni. Mm.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny how like you'd think once you make a dollar from it, they'd be like, holy fuck, if you could make a dollar, you should be able to make $2 and yeah. then $10 and $1,000. It's hard to it's,
1: understand now
0: i think people like britney represent this new wave of athletes these top performers who can dedicate their life to their craft but also document the process as it's happening in real time so you and i can watch it all unfold this brings us closer to the action on a day-to-day basis and it's also contrary to the old school media coverage which was kind of sporadic and only ever followed a select few athletes it's cool shit what a time to be alive see you next time